Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. Okay, so yesterday was an interesting day. At about 8 a.m., our doorbell rang. Our doorbell never rings at 8 a.m. That's even too early for an Amazon delivery. We were doing our morning study, so at least we were awake. I went to the door and was surprised to see our neighbor standing on the porch with a young man standing next to her I had never seen before. She was excited to introduce him to me. Very excited. And then she asked him to hold up a picture he had painted just for me. It was a beautiful portrayal of a red single petal peony plant that we have in our front yard, a plant that our neighbor has raved about in the past. She really likes this particular flower. It's a very large bloom uh, with big dark red petals, and it's a large plant. I was surprised in all kinds of ways. No one has ever painted one of our plants before, for one thing, and no one has ever given me a gift quite like that. I stepped outside and became better acquainted with the young man. I asked where he had served a mission, and he said he had served during COVID, so he served only four months in Peru, where he had been called, and then finished his mission in the U.S. I congratulated him in Spanish because I knew he had spent time in the MTC studying the language, and then he had spoken it for four months in Peru, so I got a good taste of the culture and the language. He asked where I served my mission, and I told him that I'd served in Tahiti. He said, wait wait a minute, so how many languages do you speak? Because you just spoke Spanish to me, but you learned French and Tahitian on your mission, right? Perceptive young man, some people don't even know what they speak in Tahiti. I thought, yes, that's right. So he said, so how many languages do you speak? Well, this is always an awkward question for me because I speak several languages, and however I answer the question... I'm always afraid it might sound like I'm boasting. So I just said several. And we moved on to another topic. I told him that the peony plant he had painted was a favorite of my father and that I got the start from one of his plants, my dad's plants, at his home in Salt Lake. The plant had more meaning to us than he had realized. So the conversation was, it was just an amazing and surprising way to start the day. A very positive way. Unfortunately, the rest of the day did not go quite as well. We were working hard to prepare for an event that we'd been looking forward to for months that would happen that evening, but we got an unexpected call and learned that the event had to be canceled. It was not a happy telephone call. We just had a mix of simultaneous frustration and disappointment. I won't go into the details, but let's just say that we had been patiently awaiting this event for some time, and when it was canceled, it felt kind of like we'd been running a race and were approaching the finish line, and then someone said, oh, you know, uh, the race has been canceled, so could you just go back and start it all over again? Now, I must admit I'm dramatizing this a little bit, but that's kind of the way it felt. So, we'd still had, we still had one more encounter before the day was over, though. So last week, I sent a Buntu. This is a, one of those messages on this app, B-O-O-N-T-U. If you haven't downloaded it, I recommend you do. This is an app that my daughter developed to help us basically have better relationships with each other. So 
I sent Ubuntu to Diego Gonzalez. This is the young musician who has contributed his talents on my podcast. You've heard his music if you've listened to my podcast very long. So in the Ubuntu message, I just simply said something like, well, I haven't seen you for a while, Diego, and if you'd like to come to dinner uh, next week sometime, it would be great to catch up on your life. He immediately responded, and we sat last night for the dinner. After the dinner, I said, well, Diego, you can't go without playing the piano. And he said, oh, yeah, he agreed. And he pulled up the bench of the piano and began playing. His talent is so impressive. He began with a little jazz and then played a Christmas song he'd been working on that he said he wants to share with us when the season, when the Christmas season comes around in a few months. He also played his own composition that, in his words, he had been working on for years. Wow. Sometimes we, we hear somebody do something, watch somebody do something, and we think that they just magically created this thing on the fly in the instant. Well, it doesn't usually happen that way. He's been working on it. It's a beautiful composition. I told him that it reminded me of a some kind of movie soundtrack or something, and it probably could be someday. I don't know. He asked if we had any requests after he'd played those numbers, and my wife said, oh, you've got to play your arrangement of Call to Serve. This was actually the first song we ever heard Diego play. He had just returned from his mission in Puerto Rico, and since we had become acquainted with him when he was serving on the island of Antigua, uh, and we were training um, missionaries to help with BOU Pathway, we invited him to our home. At that time, we didn't know he played the piano, and he offered to play called The Serve, just for us as a parting gift that day. Let me just say, if you haven't heard him play that song, I hope you'll take a few minutes and give a listen. It's a bonus episode on my podcast that I published on August 27th last year. So August 27th, 2022. So if you haven't heard that, I hope you'll take a listen. It, it really is um, a beautiful piece. So last night when he played it again, my wife said, you know, I think that's your signature piece, Diego. I'd love to hear you play that. After he left, I looked at my wife and said, well, that was a little music therapy for us, wasn't it? That music helped me. She agreed. The frustration and disappointment that we had experienced earlier subsided. It didn't disappear totally, but it faded. Diego's music had a healing effect on us. And after a good night's sleep, the frustration and disappointment almost vanished. It reminded me of Elder Holland's quip, quote, the Lord really knew what he was doing when he put a night between two days. I've always loved this quote. It's amazing what sleep and time can do to heal our emotions. So one more scene. When I was at BYU, we began what we then called the New Faculty Seminar. This was a week-long, all-day seminar. This is a lot of classes, in a sense, for faculty to come and take when they become new faculty members. But it's to help them learn their role as faculty at BYU. Each day, we began with a musical number performed by either a faculty or a student group from the music department. And let me tell you, there's lots of musical talent at BYU. So the performances were often showstoppers. But on this particular morning, a well-known, highly talented, I might say, 
male vocalist from the music faculty began to struggle in the middle of his performance. It was a little surprise. It was very surprising, actually. I had heard him perform many times in the past. I think he was becoming so emotional, as he sang, that he could barely continue. It was an awkward, painful moment. Nobody knew exactly quite what to do. Here was a, just a very skilled performer who knew well how to control his emotions usually, as he sang, but on this day he clearly was having trouble. So what happened at this difficult moment? A young man who had studied voice with the faculty member who was singing walked up to the front of the room, stood next to his mentor, who was struggling, and when his mentor could not utter another note, the young man began singing and finished the song for his mentor. It was one of those moments when you wondered exactly what you had witnessed. I had certainly never seen someone help a performer finish a song. And how did this young man know, even know, the song well enough to finish it? But he did. The whole scene was moving. And of course, the student's voice was as good as the mentor's. The student helping the teacher who had helped the student not only helped the student to sing so well, but it also helped him know when and how to reach out to others. I will not forget that scene. So why did I share these three scenes? Well, the doorbell at 8 a.m., the dinner with Diego, and the student helping his mentor finish his song. I've been thinking about the relationship between gifts, talents, and relationships. A gift, in my view, is an inborn potential we have. It might be music, art, or a hundred other human capacities. Sometimes these are enumerated in the scriptures as spiritual gifts. But any potential we have must be developed. And when we develop a gift we've been given, we often call it a talent. That person's very talented in art or talented in music or talented in speaking or whatever it might be. So in my own case, I think I might have been given a particular gift for learning other languages. I've always enjoyed learning other languages. So when I was serving as Sunday School General President, I knew I would be visiting many countries where the members would be speaking Spanish. So I did what I could to learn Spanish. I had a private tutor from Peru who was teaching me several times a week on my lunch hour to learn the language. He was really helpful, marvelous tutor. During one of our lessons, he said, you need to learn how to pray. I said, well, I'll be going to Central America in a few weeks, but I don't think I will be saying many prayers. I'll be up there teaching and training, but I, I don't think I'll even have an opportunity to say a prayer. He, he stayed firm. I don't care about that. He said, you need to learn how to pray in Spanish. Now, this was a student, a BYU student, kind of <laughs> lecturing me. It was uh, very important, I could tell, to him. And so I listened to him. And I learned how to pray in Spanish. So on the second day that I was in Guatemala, my first country I visited out of seven countries in Central America, that second day I, went, I visited a member family in a home. And at the end of our visit, the father looked at me and said, Hermano, la oración, por favor. Brother, would you please give the prayer? 
I gave the prayer in Spanish, as I had practiced with my tutor. I said a number of other prayers, it turned out, in similar circumstances during my visit to Central America. I was so grateful that my tutor had insisted that I learn how to pray in Spanish. These experiences and these scenes have helped me even become more convinced that gifts and talents are inextricably connected to relationships. I was able to relate to that family so much better because I could pray for them in their home, in their language. Language brings us together. The scripture says that everyone will be taught the gospel in their own tongue. Well, there's a reason for that. Not only because we understand things better in our native language, but because when we learn another's, another's language, the very act of our learning to communicate with them draws us closer together. It strengthens our relationship. My young artist friend who came to my door bearing a gift of his painting shows how the expression of his gift drew us closer together. The painting is a constant reminder of him to me and of his gift that the conversation we had on our porch so early one day was an important moment. Diego's gift has also helped us form a long-lasting relationship. We were not his mission leaders, but we kind of feel a little bit like we were his mission leaders because we became acquainted with him when we were all serving missions. When I hear his music, I'm not only lifted closer to God, I'm also strengthening the relationship my wife and I have with him. And the student helping his mentor finish the song? Well, I think this example is particularly illustrative of the principle I'm trying to explain. Teachers and students have a unique relationship. One is giving his or her gift to another so that the student can one day give his or her gift to someone else. And whenever a teacher sees a student give a gift that the teacher has helped the student develop, it strengthens their relationship. They grow closer together. So I hope whatever gifts you've been given, you'll do what you can to develop them. And we so often discount ourselves and say, oh, no, I don't have any gifts. I look at everybody else and see all the gifts they have, and I don't have that gift. We've all, everyone, been given gifts. We've been given potential to bless others. So I hope whatever gifts you've been given that you'll share those gifts often. I'm convinced that when you do this, you'll draw closer to God and to each other. And this is so central to the purpose of our time here in mortality. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time.